So when I was in graduate school, I had a job tutoring. And one day I was assigned a new 2T, and it was a student named Monica. And I went to my appointment, and it was a philosophy tutoring session. And I was just like stunned by how beautiful this girl was. I just could hardly think. But I did think, and I tutored her for several months. And she was super smart, and we got along. And she was my 2T. And about a year later, she became a tutor also. So we used to work in the same tutoring room sometimes. And I remember once I was tutoring, I was sitting at a desk, and all of a sudden, she had crawled under the desk and appeared like right at my feet between my legs. And she had like a note in her mouth. And I took the note and it said, do you want to have sex? And I was like, oh man, I would love to have sex with you, but I can't. I have a girlfriend. And she said, oh, okay, I understand. That's okay. And I felt so virtuous. I mean, I was so flattered. And then I felt so virtuous that I said no. But then my girlfriend cheated on me. And then I was really mad that I said no. And so while she was out of town, I called Monica and she came over and we had sex. And I told my girlfriend, we were breaking up anyway, clearly, but that sort of put the nail in the coffin. And the problem was that Monica had a boyfriend. So she was cheating on her boyfriend and she would come over once a week and she would walk from really far away and we would have sex and then I would read her poetry. And that was our routine, sex and poetry. And I remember thinking, this is just great. It's like exactly the right amount of sex. The poetry is a nice little digestif for afterwards. And then she would leave. So it was like all the good stuff with none of the bad stuff. And I had this friend who called me one day. She was like a new age friend. And she said she was doing this like retreat spiritual retreat thing. And it was really great. She thought I should really do it. I said, okay, I will. And she said, can you do it right now? Can you pay right now? I was like, what? She's like, can you just like agree to do it now and then really do it and put down like a down payment so that it's like for real and you're committed to it? And I was like, well, I don't want to do it alone. Like it involved going to San Francisco in like a month for a weekend. And I said, I don't, I don't want to go to San Francisco by myself. She said, well, I'll go with you. I'll go too. Then will you do it? And I said, well, if you do it too, yes. So she said, okay, give me your credit card number. So I gave her my credit card number and I put a down payment on this weekend retreat. And I go there and it's basically this kind of sort of cultish, radical honesty workshop. And they try to get you to like be totally honest with everybody. And it's kind of great and liberating and it kind of works as long as you're in there. But when you leave there, it doesn't work anymore because other people aren't playing by the same rules. And while you're there, they try to get you to make irrevocable decisions so you can't go back. And so it was like the last day and this guy came up to me and said, how's it going? I said, it's going great. 
He's like, yeah, everything's good. Your career, your love life. I said, yeah, it's great. My career is doing great. My love life is great. I've got this girl that comes over once a week. We have sex and we read poetry and she leaves. Uh, she's got a boyfriend, but I never really see him. So that's not really an issue. And he said, you're full of shit. I was like, excuse me? And he said, you're full of shit. What you're doing is wrong. Can you look her boyfriend in the eye? And I thought about it and I was like, actually, whenever I have seen her boyfriend, I do kind of avoid looking him in the eye. And I was like, well, no, I avoid looking him in the eye. He said, okay, well, that proves it. You're full of shit. And you're ashamed of what you're doing because you know it's wrong. I was like, you don't know me. Who are you to judge? He's like, ah, oh, fuck you. You're so full of shit. And he walks away. <laughs> and I was really upset by this. And I was like, am I full of shit? And I went to see my friend who was there. And I said, is, is it wrong what I'm doing? Am I doing something wrong? And she said, I wouldn't call it wrong, but I think you can do better. I was like, how could I do better than this? She's, she's gorgeous. She comes over once a week. We have sex. There's no strings attached. It's perfect. And she said, you could do better. You could be with somebody you really care about where there's like some future ahead. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, maybe you're right. She said, why don't you call her right now and break up with her? And I was like, right now? She says, yeah, call her right now. Here's the phone. What's her number? I'll call it for you. And I'm like, this is what they do. They try to pressure you to do something that you can't turn back on. So I call her and she's like, yeah, what is it? Hi. And I said, we need to stop seeing each other. She's like, why? I said, I'll explain to you next time we talk, but I've made a decision that it's not good for me and I can do better. So we should stop. I'm sorry. And she said, oh, okay. I could tell she was really devastated, but I hung up the phone and I saw her again and I sort of tried to explain to her what had happened and she kind of like accepted it, but with sadness. And then soon after that, I met Suzanne, who I would end up marrying. And I remember thinking, Gabrielle was right. Like, I could do better. And I did do better. And it was because I broke up with Monica that I became available to go out with Suzanne and to get married. But then when my marriage was falling apart, all I could think about was Monica. And I used to like go to the store where she worked and just like sit in the parking lot and fantasize about having sex with her. And sometimes I would go inside and say hi, and she was working. And sometimes I would wait for her to get out and try to talk to her. But it was over for her. I mean, she had moved on, and I was just like completely still hung up on her as the solution and antidote to what I'd gotten myself into. And after Suzanne and I broke up, I did go out with her a few times. And I remember once we were on the beach, and we were laying on the beach together, and I was maybe holding her hand and looking at her fingers. And there was just something about her fingers that I didn't like. It was hard to put into words, but it was, her fingers were like the manifestation of something. And there was just something that wasn't quite right. And I think she broke up with me after that, actually. But I think she could feel what I felt. And it just became really clear really fast that there was no real 
spiritual or intellectual connection. It was just mostly attraction for me. And it just kind of petered out. And we kind of became friends-ish. And then she got married. And I don't really call her when I go to LA because I'm afraid I'll just want her again. And even though we never had much of a relationship, she occupied a huge space in my psyche for years. Just the space of like the sexual possibilities that were no longer available to me.